Yo, what's happening? <clears throat> um, I've been wanting to do this. I'm so glad my man reached out to me. DJ Music. Um, y'all know how I feel about hip hop. I feel hip hop has has is the child that grew up unloved, and it's taking its frustrations out on on its people, its community. And I want to have this discussion today because I guess this is the uh, the year hip hop turns fifty. And of course, everyone's excited. Everyone's going out to buy Hennessy bottles featuring Nas in commemoration of hip hop. Just goes to show, in my opinion, my opinion, just how far hip hop has fallen. But it's not about me. It's about my man DJ Music. Uh, let me see. Let me go ahead and unmute you real quick. My man, thank you for joining. How how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How you living? How you living, good brother? I'm here. I'm here. So please, yeah. by all means, um, tell me how we got here. How you got into the music, um, all, all that good stuff. Give, give us the backstory for all this. Well, as far as myself, you know, I'm, uh, I literally am a DJ. I started DJing way back in, in the 80s. So, you know, I've always been around music. And as far as the hip hop is concerned, you know, I, I guess I can guess I can say that I'm in that in that golden age of hip hop because, you know, I was a young boy when the LL Cool J's and the Cool Moldies and all those folks came out. So I, I guess I've been around long enough to uh, watch the evolution of hip hop through its good and, as you say, through its bad. But mostly for me, you know, right now i'm pretty much running a radio station i kind of built it from scratch so that's what i do with the you know the majority of my time all right so i i just want to jump right into it um i i i i guess maybe i'm more upset with the old heads of hip-hop and what they've kind of let go and and let this thing turn into i have no issue with the youth the youth is what the, the youth is they only take what is given to them from the elders but um Tell me, you know, you growing up in hip hop, um, how how would how would your parents and, and the older generation did they give you flack for hip hop? Did, because like with most generations, the, the, new, the new music comes in like ah, that devil's music, that jungle music. Turn it off. I don't want to hear. Did you come up with the same issues? Uh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely right. Absolutely right. You know, my parents were like, you know, don't don't play that devil music in my house, you know, or, you know, because, you know, at the golden age of hip hop, you didn't have cursing but uh, you know but of course it was a different style of music uh, uh versus the you know the, the four tops and smoky robinsons you know the the smooth kind of r&b the marvin Gaye's. then all of a sudden you had this uh, as my parents played it it's nothing but uh you uh messing up a good record so you know it took uh, as as far as my parents were concerned yeah it took some while to get used to but you know going back to this its origins when you first heard rappers delight on the radio i think that's what gave everybody that you know this thing they call in this new music they call it hip-hop it might go somewhere okay so, you know the parents were kind of there they you know not to say they they enjoyed all the hip-hop as in today you know but uh you know there was some of it that they grew up to i i can't say that yeah let me jump ahead a little bit um when you said the folks said you may you may you may mess up a good record do you feel they, they were right as you look at hip-hop production as as the way it is right now well, I, I would say, to be quite honest with you, it's it's a yes or no for me. Yes, yes, meaning you know there's nothing new under the sun. So I can understand you know what they call sampling and you know revitalizing music because you know history is history. You know that's a way to pay homage. But but you hear some of the music now, and you hear some of the scratching and the mixing and all that. And actually, what it is, it's it's not it's not art. It's just you. Uh, 
re you know retooling something else that someone did and maybe maybe putting a tinge in it here and a beat in it here and all of a sudden you, you know you call yourself an artist so that's the problem that i have with the artists when they say you're messing up a record but literally what my parents were saying is you know back in the you had the vinyl so you learned to scratch and you went through a lot of records scratching them literally usually it was their records that you practice on right because yeah, I didn't know you needed a special DJ needle to scratch records. And you know what I mean? Records I have scratched on my mom's and dad's just, and I didn't know you need a special needle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of nuances to uh, DJing, everything from the, the to stylus, the needle tip, to actually, you know, the uh, the little slip cover that a lot of a lot of DJs think that, you know, when they're scratching and they leave that plastic slip cover over, they're yeah. not scratching. They're not really, they're not mixing, they're not scratching because that's one of the main elements of spinning the wax is to take that plastic cover off okay. and just using the slip cover. Okay. Um, is hip hop a lazy genre of music? It can be, yes. Yes, it can be. But overall, you don't, you would say no. No, oh no, because uh, why I say it's not lazy? Because you have to, in order for them to use the the, the records that they're using, they have to go and find it. They okay. have to go and research it. They have to look for it. But are they are they looking for records just for a sound? Like yes, a certain yes, a certain sound exactly. It's exactly it. Like take like Dr. Dre. If you listen, if you listen to a lot of Dr. Dre's and Tupac music, then if you go back and listen to, um, I would say Zap and Roger Troutman, that's where a lot of their music came from. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. So let me ask you this: um, As you grew older, um, you grew up in this, um, and you you saw the transition um, going gangster rap first hit the scene. I remember how I felt when I when someone slid me the first NWA tape, cassette tape. I was like, what is this? And I remember horrified. the first Luke record. So tell me about that for you. What was that like? As, as I just said, it was horrified. Who's going to buy this? Who's going to listen to this? Who's going to, you know, who's going to say, hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to beat your girl up or I'm going to shoot you down in the park and all that. So it, it was, you know, it was definitely a, a change of gang, gangster rap. And as we say, the old school rap, it's to me, it's. Gangster rap is it's a it's a genre that I me personally as a DJ I deal with it, but I rather not deal with it. Okay, can you speak to that the de not deal with it part, please? The not deal with it part is because you know, as in anything in education, people say that you use curse words when you can't articulate yourself. Right. The old the old old school DJs back in the day, if you notice, they didn't use curse words. Yeah. They just find words that rhyme. But now every song, if you turn on the if you turn the song on the radio right now, you hear more bleeps than you hear words. Yeah. Okay. At what point in your career did you say this is it's it's gone against the grain? It's not being productive. We're cultivating a culture of, you know, wayward uh generational youths. Uh, wh I, what was that point for you? I, I would say early two thousands. I would okay. say the early 2000s when I really started noticing, you know, of course, you when you're doing live shows and when you're doing the broadcasting on radio, you get a lot of requests. And then you start you start seeing the requests more shifting more to music that you got to. I don't know if I can play this, you know, this Internet radio and FCC is a different thing. On FCC, you get fined for a lot of music that you play because you got to bleep out the curse words. You got to do this and you got to do that word Internet radio. You don't have to. So, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the DJs have gone to internet radio just so the fact that they don't have to 
mute the the the, the uh, music that's out there now. They don't have to, you know, spend an hour trying to uh, put a beep in here or put a spin here or a scratch here to avoid seven minutes of curse words. What was there a particular song or an artist or a group of artists that that made you think like you know what this could be a problem? Well, I'm sure we all remember when Uncle Luke came out. Now, if you think about the Two Live Crew, if not for Two Live Crew and NWA, we wouldn't have. Pl- uh, parental uh, uh, what's the advisory stickers right. yeah. on stickers on things so you know that was a that was a heavy as far as the DJ was concerned you know of course you got different crowds and you got to learn to gauge the crowd so if you see a crowd that's 50 50 you don't want to uh, you know offend people by playing a song if, if I might say it hey we want some coochie <laughs> and then try and play a Marvin Gaye song after that it just don't work let me let me ask you has the role of the dj in your eyes diminished definitely because if you remember now the hip-hop was really born from the djs the dj the the uh mc was was literally the hype man for the dj that's right and it just morphed into something else it just morphed into you know it's like any great group Uh, eventually somebody's going to stand out and and for unfortunately for djs you know the uh, MC, the lyricist, stood out because they became great at their craft. Okay. Um, I've always said hip-hop is a young man's game. And it, he, he, out of all the hip-hop artists that have come and gone over the last 50 years, maybe 5%, you know, um, could do like a Rolling Stones. They can go tour at 60, 70 years old, and people will still mm-hmm. want to see them. Um, do you agree with that? I absolutely agree with it. Hip hop is a young man's game just basically because, you know, uh, it's 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 always revolving. You know, it's always evolving into something new, something else, something, you know, from where it originated in 1979, where you saw people basically in the street clothes now to where, you know, everybody's everybody has a get up. You know, the the, the, the new rat, the, the new artist, the new rap artist has a new way of putting this music out there, you know, a new gimmick or something like that. So then let me ask you for the old heads, then what should their place be or how should they prepare a transition to get out of the way of the of the, of the youth? Well, it's just it's just like being a just like being a football player or playing a coach. You know, at some point in time, you go from high school to college you know, to the pros. And then you, after the pros, after your playing time is up, you become a, you know, assistant coach and then a head coach. And I think that's the same philosophy that a lot of rappers and uh, and people in the industry should follow. You know, there's a time to stand up and, you know, be a part of the crowd. And there's a time to go and sit down and direct the crowd. Well, then let me ask you, why is it the old heads seem to kind of buck against that and they they refuse to get out of the way? Pride, pride more than anything. Relevance, still want to be relevant. Okay. Yes. Does w- do you um, openly affiliate with hip hop? Are you like a proud, you know, bastion of hip hop? Because I, I see a lot of content creators, and they wear that they they wave that flag, and it's like, no, it's not a good look. Or, or what say you to that? No, no. For, for me, you know, I'm the I'm the. If you if you saw me in the streets, you would you would. First of all, I don't think anyone would 
put me in the realm of, of being a DJ because I don't I don't dress the part. You know what I'm saying? I, if I when I'm doing a show, I'm always suited and I won't say suited and booted, but you know I'm I'm dressed for the part. Uh, I don't believe in the jeans and tennis shoe and the baseball cap uh, look when I'm going out to do business. But I notice you know when I do uh, do younger uh, younger people's parties, you know the first thing they look at me is they say, oh, you know, here comes a, a, a older cat in here, and they, they don't think I know the music that well. So you know, but at the, usually at the end of the night it's like Shh, well you can't judge a book by its cover so you know you don't you don't have to look the part to play the part um are there any artists that stick out to you that you could if you could go back in time and and, and talk to them and say hey you might want to curb this may not want to say so much of this are, are there any artists that stick out to you that took the music and i don't say the wrong direction but amplified more negative than positive per se tupac Tupac was a, he was a visionary, but I think his vision got distorted when he joined uh, Death Row Records. So if I could go back to the young Tupac, if he was still alive, I would tell him to follow the path that you started out on, because this, this, this game that, that you're about to, that you're about to play in is going to lead you to one or two things, jail and death. And as you see, he experienced both. Ooh. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. So did was C. Dolores Tucker right in at the end of the day? She was right to a certain extent, Amanda. I, I, I think she was a little bit too I think she took it a little too personal okay. instead of coming coming at the the industry of rap as a whole. She she decided to, you know, as as a lot of brothers say it now, you know, she decided to come directly only after a few, like in the case of the Oprah with the R. Kelly and the uh, what's the guy from? Uh, um, I can't think of his name. Uh, he he left the country right now, but uh, he's one of the big uh, record moguls. I don't know. I can't pull his name, but it's 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 kind of that same situation. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so so let's have the discussion. Sure. I, I think hip hop overall has been a curse. You would say different. Yeah, I would say it's been it's been a curse, but it's also been a um, it's been a way to get us as black people, our voices to get our voices out there, because, you know, the only way if you if you look at uh, us as a history of chronologically, you know, if you go back to the 80s, the only place we saw representation representations of ourselves was on the six o'clock news getting arrested right after that was cops or whatever. So the only way that we could get out what was happening to us in the inner cities or even so much in the countries was to invent a way. It's the same way Muddy, Muddy Waters did by bringing, you know, the, the cotton picking and the, the, the slave mentality out of the out of the in the countries to bring it to make it mainstream. I, I think that's the same thing that hip hop did. But unfortunately, with the amount of money now that people can make, some people take it to the extreme to where you got the, the what the West Coast, East Coast rivalry. You got drill rap to where, you know, these kids are shooting each other at alarming rate over lyrics and nothing more, nothing less. Okay, that's a great point with Muddy Waters. But I, I would say the difference is um, the people back then didn't glorified or didn't you know become the embodiment of let's say you know slave music cotton picking music right. why, why did hip-hop go that path because there's no other genre of music where the consumers became what the music was about per se well, I, again i think it's all about the money 
again, you know, it's it's all about the money that that was that's being out there. I mean, you got to look at it. Some of these kids, 17, 18, you know, uh, even 14, 15, yeah, they they getting millions of dollars thrown at them. Yeah, you know, for but that that's hard to turn down. It really is. So a lot of these folks, they don't do it for the love of the music. They do it for the love of the money. So had the money not come in or not been as as lucrative, you, you I don't, don't think, think I don't think hip hop would be as big as it is if it not have been for the amount of money that could be made. Because you look at it right now, hip hop hip hop outsells every other genre in the world right now. True, and once again, the sad part is we don't control no aspect of it. None of it, right, right, right. So. If we're, if we're looking at this from a business standpoint, that that's that's a loss. And, and see, and that's the thing. That's the thing that you have to blame on the younger generation, the younger generation of hip hops. Okay, taking for instance TLC, and we all remember TLC in the early, in the early nineties, ninety one, ninety two, ninety three. They were the hottest thing out there. You know, <laughs> they sold out arenas, but they were in Target eating chopped ramen. Why? <laughs> I- that's where you have to blame pebbles and baby fish. Exactly. Exactly. So it's all about the money. It's all about who can make the most money. So they took the idea, uh, instead of going the, the route of the Ray Charles's and the uh, uh, Quincy Jones's and, all that, and becoming the owners of their own masters, they settled for the quick money. I, I guess the sad part is that is the culture of the music business. And per, you know, everyone got screwed. So then, of course, your rite of passage is to screw somebody over in yes. the business because it, it even though it's wrong i could understand somebody in the past like wait a minute you didn't have to go through this you know it, I, that's not fair to us you know i don't think uh, a generation wants to sacrifice itself just so the next generation don't have doesn't have to go through what they went through it, it's a bit of selfishness on 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 the, on the part of the old heads do you, do you agree yeah, or it, am, am, it's it's both selfishness, greediness, and again, I, I I I'll say this because I talk to a lot of these artists behind the scenes, you know, especially the new independent artists that's coming up, and it's more like you know, uh, you know, has that uh, you hate giving up being the big man on campus, right? You know, I mean, because remember the movie The Temptations? Remember when they were young and spry? How the the women was just falling all over the place, you know? But when they came back in some ladies years later at the turmoil, it might have been the same women, but they wasn't jumping <laughs> up and down then, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, you know what? I, um, let me ask you because I'm a fan of the youth. I know a lot of people, my peers, hate the, the 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 I guess the direction hip hop is in. And I'm like, let these kids have a voice. It's their turn. Who are you to tell them to not express themselves? Um, how, how do you feel about the state of hip-hop with, with these young guns at, at this point? I, the state of hip-hop now is filled with young kids that think they know the directions, that they think that they can skirt history. Okay. They think that everything that they create is new under the sun, and actually it isn't. There's no music out there that somebody create. You might sound, you might make, it may sound different. You might have a different voice, but you know, music itself is, it's, it's in its infancy and its basics. There's nothing new under the sun when it comes to that. So too many people, too many times, these folks get the, you know, the big headed because you know you're on a stage where there's fifty thousand, and of course that could affect anyone. So if, if if you get what I'm rolling with this, it's, it's sometimes it's just the idea of, um, I, how do I say? You know, it's like I wanna I wanna be something 
more than just the the, the kid that that everybody knows that uh, that can can spit a few bars. Yeah. So comp- competition is so heavy. So it's so heavy to try to become you know, the next uh, viral sensation or the next big thing that they don't mind killing each other for. Okay. I have a different take on that. Okay. I, I feel that these young kids are actually enacting what the old heads only said on record because it now it's like, well, y'all said y'all did this. We actually doing it. And you're mad at us for actually doing what we say in the lyrics. What do you say to that? Yeah. A point well taken. I mean, it's, we ask, uh, you know, some of the music that we put out, you know, it, it, it did it uh, objectify women. Of course it did. Did it, um, did it promote, um, black unity in some cases no it didn't you know uh, again it was a lot of the music that came out some of the, some of my my era it was like get get your, as they use it get the bag don't worry about anyone else okay let's get to the marketing for the 50 years of hip-hop um okay. hennessy longtime staple of hip-hop one of the first um companies to actually advertise in ebony magazine jet magazine establishing this brand loyalty with black folks with the cognac and and which was smart on their on their part but when, when you see nas with the hennessy bottle commemorating 50 years of hip-hop what does that say to you how does that make you feel to me that's i don't how do i say this can I curse? Yes, follow me. Yes, I, yes. I, I think it's fucked up. Okay. To be quite honest with you, you mean 50 years of greatness and that's all you can do is commemorate on a bottle of drink? Yeah. Really? Okay. 50 years of blood, sweat, and tears. If some people gave up their life for what this thing that you call hip hop. And the best thing that you can honor with is a bottle of drink that we're going to piss out in a couple hours. Yeah. And yeah, the, and the, the other I, or, uh, ironic part is you know, alcohol is one of the staples that we blame for the condition of, of our people. You know, there's so many liquor stores on the corner. Um, yeah. Right. I mean, it's it's like a, it's like a, do as I say, but not as I do. I'm going to put this liquor out there for you to drink. But in the meantime, y'all know that liquor kill us. Y'all know that's why we out here uh, killing each other because of liquor. But you you celebrating it. You're telling me this is something. In order for me, as they say, to, to be a high-value man, I got to be able to drink, uh, I won't say E&J, but I, I got to drink some other, you know, high-priced uh, uh, alcohol that, that Puffy's uh, backing or uh, Jay-Z is backing. Then I know I'm part of the in crowd. That's funny you said that because E&J used to be like – Top shelf. <laughs> yeah, top shelf. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Paul Masson and E and J yeah. used to be top shelf. <laughs> Not no more. <laughs> you can get that 235 for a glass. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I remember my aunties and uncles like E and J or or nothing. Don't bring don't come in here without without the E and J. That is crazy. Um, let me get your thoughts on on, on Jay-Z's um his museum. I, I, I generally don't speak on things that I don't uh, follow too much, and I've never been a big Jay-Z fan because, to me, quite honestly, I think Jay-Z is probably one of the fakest rappers out there. I think he's taken on everybody's style and made it his own. 
you know, so I don't, I don't, uh, do I play Jay-Z music? Of course, because I play what the fans want, but you won't catch it in my, in my, um, you won't catch it in my rotation, my personal rotation. So I leave things that I don't have, as my mom said, if you don't have nothing good to say about somebody sometimes, the best thing to do is don't say anything. Well, well, let me ask you, when you see people use him as the example of um, success in the hip hop, in the story of hip hop, what, what what would be your counter argument to that? Uh, success at what cost? Okay. Um. I, I don't, every everybody I've ever heard when they talk about the greats of hip hop or the, the the bastions of of you know black getting it from out the mud and black success black uber wealth they always point to pretty much Jay Z as the default argument for everybody. Like, look, Jay Z came from the mud. He's a former dope dealer now look at him he's all this and this and that and i'm just like that's not a good example no and see that and again that's another thing that's a, that's a problem with or to have with people when they try to establish greatness in hip-hop okay is jay-z a, a good artist I'll, I'll give him that but is he one of the greats of the greats of hip-hop by by no stretch of the imagination he is but they see there's a difference with you with, but if you dig deeper into Jay-Z's past, you will see that a lot of that, like Ja Rule, Jeffrey Atkins, you know, they didn't live that life. They they weren't they weren't that rough and tough guy. Did he might have sell some drugs? Yeah, he might have sold a nickel bag or two on the corner somewhere, whatever. But if you look at the history of Jay-Z long before, you know, when he was hanging out with uh, sleeping on folks' couches, they say hanging out with this guy and that guy, you know, he was just a two, basically a two-bit hustler that, you know, that, that had a he had a flow to him and it, it gravitated you know not not everything at the top is you know top shelf <laughs> um you as a dj it's your job to kind of keep your ear to the street and keep a finger on the pulse of music um where do you see it 10 years from now where, where is hip-hop when these these young kids get older a little bit more seasoned well it's it's going to be dead because all their rappers are dead they don't they won't have any old schools they go i'm you know the, well i we still got ll cool j we still got ice t we still got ice cube out you know our golden age rappers are still here you know but the chief keeps and uh uh you know the fvg ducks and all them them folks are gone you know okay that, that's it they, they won't make anything else and i, I don't think that music that they made it has a has a legacy to it you know they, they might have a you know, they might have a pocket of folks that's always going to be loyal to them. But as far as mainstream is concerned, I would say five years, uh, 10 years, it'll be a new form of hip hop to replace what they call drill music. now. Let me ask you, what are your thoughts on, on drill rap right now? Just what it is. Just just what it is. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. So don't be surprised. So you don't take it as a personal affront. Because I, I hear a lot of, of our peers take it personally at this music. And I'm like why it's this is okay well let me ask you this what it, the state of hip-hop right now let's just say drill was this just a culmination of everything that took place before was this bound to happen regardless i, I think so I, I think in in a in a in a roundabout way you know because of the origins of hip-hop and you know how it slid into more of us giving a story about uh, you know where we lived and how we lived and why we lived right now you know with with all that's going on in the world it's it's not only rough music and you know that uh, go get them and go kill them music that's what everybody's listening to not just black people so right now the state of hip-hop is the state of the united states okay that's why, it, that's why it's flourishing if the murder aspect of hip-hop was not so popular 
um, would it eventually even itself out? I think if if the if the murder drinking and the and the, and the chasing women weren't a, a, an aspect of uh, of hip hop, we would have a whole lot more R and B artists. Now, with R and B, um, because R and B has been tainted by hip hop, I, I yes. would say. Um, yes. Ooh. Oh, okay. But, so, go ahead. No, no, no. Now, the thing about R and B and hip hop is it, it was a good marriage. You know, because if you go back and you listen to some of the, you know, some of the the, the collaborations of, you know, the, the late 90s and the early 2000s, that was that was good. That was a good flow into, you know, bringing women into the mainstream of hip hop, because before, <laughs> you know, you know, the salt and peppers and the sequence and all them, you know, yeah, folks took the women rappers seriously, but they really didn't start taking them seriously until, you know, I would say middle 2000s. When was when was Missy Elliott popular? Uh oh yeah, two, yeah mid two mid two thousands. Yeah. She had a she had a nice she had a good run. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, that's when I think that's when I think that people started taking um, you know, females in hip hop a little bit more a, a little bit more uh, to uh, this, we can't do this without them. We we need women, so let's let's you know let's start doing some collabs. Let's start bringing them into the shows, and as you see, that also in turn, because we as males, you know, what are we fighting for? We either fighting for money, we fighting for women. So now we got an industry full of industry chicks. I hate to say it. But okay. A lot of them are. Perfect segue. Um, who do you blame for that now? you know i believe in gatekeepers of all shapes and sizes why is that why are the female gatekeepers not taking so much heat and brunt of uh the state of female hip-hop right now because all we know you know you got sexy red uh ice spice lotto glorilla you know these are pretty low vibrational um artists mm -hmm. not the, not the distant or anything but how come the female gate gatekeepers are not catching heat like the men are i think I think uh, two reasons. I think because females, uh, the, the female rappers, it's a form of an expression. You know, their females are busting out of L7 right now. You know, so it's they're, they're at that, you know, back in the 70s where it was the bra burning thing. Now it's the new thing of, you know, I can wear what I want to. I can do what I want to. I'm the independent woman. I'm this, I'm that, but not realizing that, you know, you're pretty much going down the road of uh, tagging yourself as the industry chick. You know? Okay. So as far as, as far as them being the, the gatekeepers of it and as far as what hip hop's emerged into, I have to blame it. I have to put the majority of the blame on the males themselves because they created the video vixens. They created the, the you know, the, the hip hop girls, the ride or die chicks. So you can't get upset with the with what you created. OK. OK. Do you see a resurgence in, in, in conscious female hip hop anytime soon, or this is pretty much the vibration is going to be for a good long while? I I would hope so. I, I I would really hope so, but I don't I don't see it as it stands right now. I don't I don't see rap as itself taking up this much of a turn to where it's going to clean itself up. I think it's going to take again, like the, with the Luke and the, and the, you know the other other rappers that out there that you know put the the nastiness into rap, so to speak. 
I think it's going to have to take some probably some legislation to make people force people to clean themselves up. You think so? Run, then it's going to run into the First Amendment. So interesting. Do you think the public would even want conscious female hip hop at this point? I mean, you got Rhapsody, but the average person doesn't know about Rhapsody and and, and Naira and does the market even want that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they do, but but, but you know, it's 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 like this, my man. It's like you know, being teased about listening. You know, as a black man, being teased about listening to country and western music. You know what I mean? Okay. It, it, people listen to it, but you know, don't let me catch you listening to it. Okay. Like, what are you listening to that that kind of music for? You're gonna you're gonna, it's gonna corrupt you. You know, uh, we don't think like that. You are simp to listen to that kind of music, but it's out there. You know, because uh, again, being a DJ, I have my, my ear to both sides of the street, the artist side and the you know the, the consumer side. So I hear basically the same thing from both sides. You know, yeah, I play this music. Oh yeah, I do this music. But in my own personal life, I don't. Uh, you know, I, I like this kind of music, you know. Let me ask you, um, as a DJ, I know it's hard for you to kind of keep a, be objective and not and be non-biased in the music that you consume and then you, those you, what you put out to other people. But is there any song, artist, uh, or genre of hip-hop or a piece of hip-hop that you say, you know what, it just bothers the hip that it bothers my soul. I can't. Even as a DJ, I just can't. But drill music. I, I would have to say that this just this music that's out right now, this music that's been put out in the last uh, uh, three to four years. Because I remember when Chief uh, Chief Keep first came out, yeah, his music wasn't bad. Okay, you know, I think he was probably one of the pioneers of the the Chief Keep thing. But after a while, it just got to the point to where it's music is just what it is. It is. It's it's just it's just a product of the day. Interesting. Interesting. How do you, what are your thoughts on Afro beats? You think it? You take it serious? Love it. I, I, I love it. It's it's it, to me. If you if you put it on and take the words out of it, it's it's calming. It's soothing. So, tell okay. I I can't. I try and I can't. So what am I missing about Afro beats? Mm, it's it's hard to say because I really don't know your your musical taste. But I I think with any, with anything, it's 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 a it's an acquired taste for some people. But you know, or maybe it's a, it's it, some people don't take it serious because you know you you get the you get the idea it's coming from Africa. It's not homemade. It's not home home branded music. Okay, maybe that's my partial bias because it's like it's it's not yeah it's not from the homeland. I hear a lot of synth. I hear a lot of keyboards. I, like okay, if I want to listen to um, not emo, but um, if I want to listen to to synth music wave house music I, I would just go listen to what it is i i, I personally went to go out and listen to the, the imitation um what was the music what was the sound out, out of germany it was a fake it was a the, oh my god i forget uh, was, you're talking about class, uh, the craft work like uh the, um, yeah, yeah right yeah, late, yeah. late 2000s we had this whole wave and everyone was like on this way it's like i'll just go listen to the to the, to the house music that's how i feel right. about afro beats i i just I just, I just can't. I can't for burner boy and all that. I can't for whatever right. reason. Right. I, I understand. You know, a lot of people felt that way. I'm sure you remember the group. Uh, I think out of uh, DC in the DC area, EU. You know. Yes. Was, yes. Yeah, yeah. A yes. lot of people didn't like that type of music either. You know. But you know, again, it's 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 an acquired taste for a lot of people. But you know, I get I get I get a lot of requests for it. So it, I guess to me, it kind of grew on me after a while. Well, let me ask you, what is to you, what's the difference between EU and the roots? I see the same thing. 
I see mm-hmm. I see musicians. Tempo. I think that's about the only difference. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. is it maybe that black folks outside of the DMV area have not been exposed to go-go like? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, I, that, I think that's the best way to describe that. You know, it, it's like, um, it's, it's it's what you what you listen to in your area, like the local radio stations. That's what they play. Like here in the Charleston area, you get a lot of Southern soul. Okay. So, you know, when I know when I go do a live party somewhere, I better be packed with some Southern soul because that's what they listen to here. Or if I'm going up to Columbia, the radio station in Columbia is the big DM and they listen to a lot of hip hop and, you know, old school. So I know if I do, if I'm doing something in, in Columbia, I know I got to have some hip hop and some old school. So it just depends on location. And those are the, the, the definitely the things as a DJ that you have to pick up over the years. Um, let me get back to Afrobeats real quick. Do you see sure. that in, in uh, encountering the same issues with hip hop as it gets bigger, as it becomes more commercial commercialized? Yeah, because it, it's it's a lot of people think it, they call it it's threatening. You okay, know, it's, it's 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 like an invasive species. You know, you know it's it's Caribbean, so they don't. Uh, again, it's because how, how do you say this? Uh, if I want to listen to that type of music, I'd rather be on vacation. So is it because of the vibrational? where it's at vibrationally that that, that could be offensive to whoever will like or am i am i off on that one no you're, you're right uh, again it's 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 an acquired taste you know it's it, some people like beats some don't you know okay do you how long do you think it can sustain its momentum Af- afro beats itself i think it'll i think it'll be i think it'll catch on i think it'll be around for quite some time yeah, because um, I know you mentioned Bourbon Boy, but you got this one, another kid out there, uh, Wiz, uh, Wiz, Wiz Kid. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's a song I think everybody's playing that's called uh, Essence, and there's another group out there called Dogma. There's another group called Runtown. Okay. But I think if you listen to one of those three groups, that's how I really got into Afro Beats more, a group called Runtown. So I would suggest folks go take, take a listen to that group, and I think that'll get you in the groove for trying to explore a little bit more Afro Beats. Do, do you see hip hop embracing it to a point where you'll see an amalgamation or assimilation between the two? And it, it, yeah, yeah, because hip hip hop is you know it's a, it's a sampler's game. So and some of the beats that's coming out of that out of the the Afro beats, of course, you're going to hear you're going to start hearing a lot more of the uh, especially the newer rappers. They're going to start using that as backing tracks. Do you think that's a bad thing, given the current state of hip hop, or is this the transition hip hop would need to get back to a, a more, more it needs positive. it okay. right it needs it it needs it hip hop needs a calming a common state a, a calming feel to it okay okay yeah let's talk um some old heads that have transitioned out of hip hop to a certain extent um ice t mm-hmm. i'm conflicted on ice t I, I respect the fact that he was able to properly transition out of it but it's almost like everything you rapped about in when you were younger, you're you're a capitalist now. I would dare, dare I, I, you know, it's like I get it. People grow and change. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm not giving him enough credit for growing up and and leaving past habits and and mindsets uh, um, behind as as one should. But what it's just like hip hop kind of puts you in the box and like. This is a snapshot of you, and this is how I see you until you get old. And I don't want you—I don't want you to change out of this. <laughs> is that 
Does that sound about right or? or? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think coming from where you're coming from with that, I can understand, again, why people would say what they say about some of the old heads of rap, because, you know, uh, Ice, Ice-T came up with, you know, uh, a cop killer and different things yeah, like that, you know, I... and all those different songs like that. So, you know, as a younger generation, I guess some of these folks don't realize that they can go back and get your music. How are you going to preach to me about doing the right thing when 10, 15 years ago you were just talking about this? And I'm glad you said it because I remember him getting in interviews. The feds would come to his kid's school, pull his kids out of school. Mm. And I mean, he was straight up being harassed. I remember that because one of the labels that w- that wanted to was in a bidding war to distribute the record. They 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 said, no, the feds were coming for everybody at that point. Everybody's getting right. cease, and desist, cease and desist and injunction orders filed to not distribute the music. So right. I remember how much hell it was, not just for him, but everybody that wanted to be around uh, that because it was. How could you? The fire was hot, you know, and everybody wanted to kind of right. put their hands. Right, and Ice 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 T's uh, case, he had no choice but to change, or you know, he wouldn't be in in Hollywood and TV right now. I agree. Going down the path that he chose, that he was taken, you know, two things was going to happen to him: either he was going to be in jail, or he was going to end up dying. So, you know, I guess that what they say: better live chicken than dead duck. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's talk Chuck D. Chuck D is another one for one decades. Yes, right. but you know he and 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 his and his lyrics. Radio was the enemy. Yes. Now he works for radio. Yes, yes, and, and again, you know, practice what you preach. You know, I, I can go back 15, uh, 15, 20 years ago when you tell me you, you would never uh, be a DJ. You know, I found that offensive. What you mean? You'll never be a DJ. But here it is now, like Key Sweat, the, the Sweat Motel. Okay. Yeah, stay in your lane, Key Sweat. Uh, um, uh, the, the other rappers, y'all stay in your lane. We okay. got this. We got this. But it's the overall effect of, uh, of, of Chuck D. You know, I think he bought uh, his music, brought out the militancy in us. I think he, Chuck D, was was his music and his timing came to black people at the right time. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Does okay? So let's take Ice T, Ice Cube, and Chuck D. Does that mean are you telling me that at some point we all had to assimilate into, you know, the throngs of the enemy or the opposition to, on some levels? Well, no, I think that's what anything, my man. I hate to say it. I think that's what's in music and in business and in everything. You know, the worst, I think, a, a lot of places going back, and I, and I hate to turn this kind of to a, a history lesson. But no, no, please, please. No, educate me. Yes. In, inclusion is you know is one word that you know that sticks with us we want to be included in everything we want to be included in in white man's world so so much sometimes that we're willing to sell our own self our own product our own identity to be a part of that world and and, and am i saying that ice am i calling ice tea and ice cube and these rappers that you know swore they would never work with the white man sellouts to a certain point but i understand why they did so okay folks gotta, folks gotta feed their families Gotcha. Um, Ice Cube, what are your thoughts on when you see Ice Cube now and, and the rhetoric he's, he's talking now? Confusion. Okay. I, I'm, yeah, I'm confused about Ice Cube. I, I really am because I, I I would hate to say, I hate to say this about him, but, you know, yes, his balance, his, his points are valid. But, you know, when you, you had an opportunity to change things, but you decided that, uh, you know, the, the NWA and the money was more important. Now that it is, it's affecting you in a personal way, don't speak up now. You should have been speaking up. 
Okay, I'm not, I'm not crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, because I'm I, I'm sit, literally sitting here watching the big three at the gym, and I'm like, what gatekeepers is he? What is he complaining about? I'm literally watching them on TV at Planet Fitness. I've never watched the big three game, and here it is at my gym. I, I'm I'm lost as to what what it, what is his problem. Yeah, I I, I, never, I don't understand the the big three thing. But you know, I, I, right before we came on, I was just I was just looking at something, to where you know we spend black people, mostly black women, of course, we spend over I would say seven eight million dollars a year in hair. So just imagine if we, as just a low level consumer, spend that kind of money. Imagine all these football players, basketball players, you know, all these prominent NFL folks that could pool their money together and really buy a team that can compete with you know the mlbs and and the different things like that why they refuse to do that it's it's beyond me okay let's shift gears a tad bit um are you uh, how how up to speed are you on, on jalen brown out of boston not very much no okay all right were you aware of the statements that he made when he signed when he announced his contract during the, during mm -hmm. no no inform me like, so basically, in a nutshell, he said he wanted to close the wealth gap in Boston. Impossible. Okay. When you hear athletes say this, um, <laughs> and I, I'm sure he has good intentions, but I'm like, you are not special. You are not going to change anything that they, I, to me, it's lunacy at this point. But when you hear athletes talk about finances, economics, generational wealth wealth gap how do you how do you feel about that because i'm i'm sure we all read the 40 million dollar slaves by william c Roden, and we all know of, of the book right and what he well, laid out is is still prevalent to this day so when you hear af black athletes uh talk this rhetoric what is how what does that say to you or or you know it's like i'll say this man you know people talk good game yeah you know a lot of people can talk about good game but again you know when you when you say We've, we've heard this before. We've yeah. heard, well, if I, when I get into the NBA, the first thing I'm going to do is, you know, I'm going to make sure that my, my, my people are taken care of. I'm going to do this. I'm going to open up this. I'm going to do this. How long has Umar, I hate to uh, take it off the music, but how long has Umar been opening up this damn school? <sighs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a minute. You know what I'm saying? So we have we have enough black athletes out there to make enough money that if they were really serious about uh, about about closing the wealth gap, there is things they can do about it. But they refuse to because it's like the crab in the bucket thing. I don't want you being better than me. I don't want you to outshine me. So is is hip hop just the glaring onset of problems that just beset black folk on, on all fronts you know if another racial group wanted to study us all they had to do was just listen to the music and just listen to our music that's okay. exactly it that's okay. exactly it and in a lot of cases slide what they'll get is the monkey with his hand in the jar yeah. that doesn't realize that if he opens his hand some stuff will come out and that's the same thing with a lot of these hip-hop artists don't realize they stick their hand in the jar and don't realize that they open it, that the hand can come back out. But because they want to try and take everything in there at one time, it's, it, you know, it gets lost in transition. And it, it becomes, a, you know, me, 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 my, 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 my. Yes. Um, 
let me get back to, to your conversation with the independent artists. Yeah. Um, at this point, is it uh, is it kind of a redundant um, to, to to blame the, the the record labels at this point for the music at this at this juncture? Like, are, is it time to move on past that argument? Well, nowadays it's redundant because okay. there's so many so many ways to get your music out there. You know, you have social media, you have you know TikTok, you have YouTube, you have all these different platforms you know put your music out there. So as I, you know, again, what the the majority of the independent artists that I deal with are jazz musicians. And the hardest thing for them now is not to, to find places to where to get their music out there is to collect the money from, you know, the, 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 what the CD babies and the Spotify's and all that. But the opportunity for someone to be an overnight celebrity is more easier now than it was say 15, 20 years ago. Yes. What do you, when you still see artists still wanting and desiring to sign to major labels? I always ask them why. Okay. Why? Why? I mean, if you if you have the if you have the G two to create music and to sing and all that, that means you have the the accolades enough to know enough about business or enough to go find out about business to where you really 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 understand now these days you don't need an agent you don't need a, you know you don't need a, a big a big studio you don't need anything all you really need is talent and drive let me ask you this. things you gotta have gotcha um do the the major labels still have the level of cachet as they once had the, the yeah. lore okay yeah yeah, because people are still trying to get into that. You know, they still believe that's that's where the that's where the money is. Because uh, to, to compare the two independent artists and the artists that sign, you know, it's fast money versus you know the money sometimes trickling in. Like uh, <laughs> Snoop Dogg said, you know, you you stream a, 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 a you get a million streams on Spotify, <laughs> but you only make a thousand dollars. Whereas if you sign if you sign a contract with Sony or one of these other uh, major record labels, you know you might get a check for a million, million, million and a half, million, three million, four million, five, just like that. Let me ask you because you mentioned jazz, and I want to get to the to that part. Jazz and blues are probably the two um, music genres I can name off top that, just like hip hop, they don't own the genre per se. Any blues festival I go, got to see Kingfish and all the, even when BB King, it would be a sea full of white folk and it'd be packed and out through the door. Same thing with jazz artists. Um, what is the difference between those two genres not having control of their music versus hip hop? And, and as far as the business side of it, absolutely none. There is no difference. You know, as, as someone said in the chat room, you know, record labels are, 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 are unscrupulous when it comes to dicking around their artists. You know, especially again, I always use the, the reference of TLC that those that think how popular those young ladies were, and they were literally dead broke. So, why does not, um, or maybe it's just history short sightedness, why does not jazz and blues get? You know, excoriated the way hip hop does for losing control of the music per se, or is that just going too far back into history that nobody really wants to get into? Well, to see the thing about, I think it's because of the words. You know, in hip hop, you know, you have something to to talk back to, whereas in jazz, it's just instrumental. You know, okay. you might get a, a few this or that. So, who are you going to argue about? Uh, uh, he didn't hit that C note right. Well, you know, he was playing an alto sax instead of a soprano, set, you know, so that's what, what's the argument that you're going to have. Okay. 
That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, well, okay. Who who's in the worst off position? Jazz, blues, or hip hop? As far as the lack of ownership with the music, hip hop. And you say that because why? Hip hop has a, most of most of hip hop artists are have ghostwriters. Okay. Whereas okay. in whereas in jazz or blues, you know, or independent artists, you know, you have to literally know how to play the instrument to create that sound. You know, no one writes it for you. I mean, yeah, yeah, of course, you can have somebody write out some witch McCullough, but, but but if you go to most of the jazz musicians, you know, if you go back way back in time and listen to the Dizzy Gillespie's and all that, they all say the same thing. You know, that it's called that 10,000 hours of practice. You put in 10,000 hours before you become even think about coming a professional. Mm -hmm. Okay. Given everything you just said, right, right, just now, do you put hip hop at the level of creativity as as the other genres? Yeah, I would because it, it's a level. You, I mean, you have to, you have to get. It is truly, is it an art form? It, absolutely, it is. But you know, it's, it's, is it abstract art? Yes, it's abstract art. So not everybody's going to get it. You know, not not everybody's going to understand why you got it. Why you have to use fifty curse words to describe the plight of how you came up. You know, so again, it's 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 again it's abstract art, but it's still art. And is is it art in its roughest form? Sometimes, yes. But then again, you know, with, with art, it is what it is. Every some, it's it has a place in every for everyone. Okay. Um, getting back to the youth, um, you talk to the youth, the, the young artists a lot, per, per se. I would I would assume. Mm -hmm. What are the frustrations they they tell you or let you privy be privy uh, onto as far as? their dealings with the business per se or just life in general that maybe the old heads are just kind of fail to listen and, and, and. You, you hit the nail on the head getting past the old heads okay you hit you hit the nail on the head getting past the old heads getting through the door you know you always one of the main words that you always hear the new artists come out well i can't get past the gatekeepers well who are the gatekeepers in most cases it's the old heads do you worry that the 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 youngins will turn into the the next set of old heads yeah, I think that it's 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 bound to happen. You know, I could because it's always you know I remember when the old heads didn't let me do this, so I'm not gonna let you do it. And in a way, it's sort of like I'm, I got to teach you the same lesson that I got taught. That's what yeah, and that's my thing is like you're not gonna until one generation sacrifices itself to make sure the next moving forward doesn't go through it. I just don't see it happening, and that's just yeah. pretty much on all fronts of, of industry when it comes to blacks leading the next charge of, of of its of its own i just don't see that happening yes yes I, i'd agree with that and i think that's across the board and not only in music i think that's with everything across the board as far as we as black people are concerned i think we need to take a better charge of what we do and who we do it's easy to blame other folks it's easy to blame the record labels for sticking somebody up okay we knew that happened because 20 years ago you had to go through the record labels today you don't have to so you can't use that same excuse Okay, uh, let me see. Yeah, great. That's a great point. Great point. Would Would you want your children involved in in hip hop, in in whatever capacity? Well, I, I look at it like this. Like I, I don't. 
I'm, I'm not a person that any that would ever stop anyone's creativity. So if, if, if my sons or, you know, my daughters or whatever decided that they want to venture down the road of, of, of trying to be a hip hop star, of course, I'm going to be there to support them as much as I can. You know, be me being in the industry, try to give them some of the pitfalls of what I've seen and what to avoid and, you know, maybe uh, point them in the right direction. But as far as the type music that they choose to pick up on or what they tr uh, try to sing or whatever, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be a part of it. I would support them. Rather, I like the music or not, that's one different thing. But I would always be there to support them. Okay, so you wouldn't necessarily tell them what their content matter should and shouldn't be about. No, no. that's the same with same with my DJs at the station. I, I they have carte blanche to play whatever they want. The only stipulation that I have that they, they keep the music as clean as they possibly can. Okay. And the reason I ask is because of, of Gilly the Kid's situation with his with his son, and I, I'm it, to me it doesn't make sense. I, I'm not sure why. And this is my limited scope of thinking. I'm not in this man's head, but given what he's gone through in the business, his content matter, every ups and down he's ever had, and knowing the state of hip hop the way it is right now, I don't know why he would. I guess not allowed because he's grown, but still be like, hey, this this genre of music, this form that you're going, it's not good. And maybe he's had that conversation with his son and maybe his son's like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do and you can't stop me. Right. Um, yeah, yeah so, some, you know, uh, some kids are hard-headed. You know, they, they, you, they think they know everything and, you, and unfortunately, sometimes you got to let them run into that wall to let them realize that, yeah, it hurts. Sometimes you got to let them, let them go. But is the cost too high? Well, I mean, after a certain age, I mean, after the, in, in my case, you know, of course, I my children will always be my children. But after a certain age, you know, I consider them as grown men. So, you know, whatever, whatever you do in your life, you know, there's consequences and repercussions behind it. Okay. You can't be there to hold your hand all the time. Okay. Um, I've always said um, to me, hip hop is, is the the epitome of arrested development do you see it that way or, or or no i'm sorry say that again also i've always said that hip-hop to me is the epitome of, of arrested development um how do you see it I, again i see hip hip-hop is i th i think it's like a wayward child and lost okay. its way you know, and I, I think with the with the with the right uh, with the right people back in charge, and with the right uh, with the right people, you know, putting out decent music and and, and creating a, a, an atmosphere that you know you don't mind playing this for your children in the car or your grandmother can groove to it or whatever. Hip hop, to me, and I, and this and maybe just this just a personal uh, thing of mine, but I think the hip hop music today took the family out of you know, listening to music in the car together or turning it on to clean the house on Sunday. Okay. Has hip hop aged gracefully to you? Uh, as a hip -hop. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I would say, I, I would say this. I, I lived, I lived in the, uh, in, in San Francisco for a while. Okay. And I, I put it like this, you know, when you, 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 walk down the streets of San Francisco, you see a lot of homeless people. Yeah. You know, they're not very well kept. Yeah. You know, and that's the way I, that's the, the, the idea. If I had to dress up 
uh, hip hop right now, that's the kind of clothes I would put it in. It needs okay. to be cleaned up. Okay. It needs, it needs to have a bath. <laughs> I, I like that. What do you say when you see um, online personalities still like embodying and embracing the the the, the old motif of hip hop? Because, like you said, you you change your dress, you you dress a certain way, um, and, and what what do you what do you say to that? Well, I, I with anything, you have to be able to you know move move on the time. You know, as far as me, you know, I started out with two Pioneer turntables. Okay. You know, and some te- and some uh, I don't I forgot the name of the speakers. You know, before that I was using a bow box, but each thing is you know is is kind of a progression. And if you stay stuck in that idea of thinking that this is the right way, then just with hip hop, I think hip hop is stuck to thinking that this is the right way to make money right now. So with that, I don't think it'll I don't think it'll be I don't think it'll be long before the we start calling what we know now as hip hop the the olden age of hip hop not the golden age so let me ask you how do you see hip hop consumers um oh, i don't want to say i don't black folk i mean white folk i mean black how, how what what is your snapshot of, of hip of current hip hop consumers young and old at this point well, i hate to say it uh, slide but when i see when i see people talking about hip hop or I, I i hate to say it but it's it, it has a brighter hue now Okay, I think more more white people try to assimilate. You know, you, you're driving on the freeway, you're driving on the road, and you, you you're looking over it and you're thinking there's two brothers in the car and there's two white kids. You know, bumping to bumping. You know, some you know some chief keep or some uh, that uh, yeah it, that low key kind of irritates so, me. I'm not even gonna lie to you, man. I just yeah. be like, <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, I, even though it's I, I, let me put it this way. I'll take people on a time thing. Uh, there, there was a, a guy named Pat Boone. And Pat Boone used to cover a lot of black people's That's music. That's right. So yeah, much yeah. so yeah. that when you saw it, when you actually you saw the white person on the cover, that was not the actual people that sang the song. Yeah. So this is the same thing that I see now. I see hip hop being created by black people, but being more consumed by white people. You know, it's funny you said that because I remember in the late 80s, when you had white artists that had that made black sounding music, I mean, for a long time they didn't put Queen on the cover of uh, "Another One Bites the Dust," and they were That's played right. on urban stations. And I was like, "This is just in the reverse." That's right. You know, because the moment you find out they were they were white or Brit, you're like, "What? What is that? I've been bamboozled." Right. Up until I think up until probably maybe uh, maybe shortly, maybe maybe five eight years after before he passed, uh, we all know Bobby Caldwell the song "What You Won't Do for Love," you know, old, old yeah. school classic. But if you go back to his albums, the idea to because he knew that his music sounded more urban. I'll use that term than it did uh, than, than rock. Right. His he never had a picture of himself. It was always a silhouette, and the silhouette always was in reference to a black man. That's right. So that's how that's how uh, Bobby Colwell was easy. It was easy for him to infiltrate black music because he never put a picture of himself up. What 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 are you, what were your thoughts on that practice on both I, on both sides? As a DJ? I, I, I call it I call it deceptive practicing. I, you know, it's just the old bait and switch. Okay, uh, to be quite honest with you, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I yeah I remember uh, I forget the name of the group uh, the, the the White Horse song and and then yeah Laid Back. Back. yeah because yeah, it's like you automatically assume if it's on the urban station why would I think it would be somebody else but black folk absolutely absolutely and and, and that's a, that's the thing about you know that's that's another good thing that I like about hip hop it can be inviting to everybody but yeah. not everybody can do it yeah okay. Let me ask you about AI um, moving forward as in, as far as just hip hop and music in general. Um, are you concerned at all as a DJ? As a DJ, yes. And okay. I would be, and, and as a as a, a person that would create music, I would be concerned also because you know with with the advent of AI, they can take just a small sampling of your voice, you know, and and make a whole album. And people think they're buying you, or if I if I put out a if I put out a scratch or a mix, and you know, or, or or something like that, and all they have to do is just you know go go grab a label and put DJ music on, and people think it's me. Um, is is that is this something that people just need to kind of learn to get on board with, assimilate, or or get left behind? You're gonna have to. Okay. AI, AI is here to stay. You know, we should have been paying attention when Will Smith came out with iRobot. We should have been paying attention then. All right, let me ask you um, the recent trend over the last few years of, of high-profile artists selling their masters and, and their publishing. Um, when you first started seeing more and more of it, what were your thoughts? What, what was your what? What did you think they were doing it for? Uh, you mean uh, the the artists the yes. them, themselves giving up their masters? Yeah. To, to me, I, I've always questioned anyone that would do that. Anyone that would take their creation. And give it away, basically give it away because he, you're creating a residual income, something that'll last forever. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to sell that? Why would you want to basically, basically sell that for pennies? Because if you look at uh, the music today, most of the music that you hear in commercial now came from what? 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody getting paid for that music. Okay. The flip side to that is a lot of these artists families don't know how to administer the publishing don't want to be bothered with the, the, the daily phone calls to sync licensing companies the back and forth the paperwork the rigmarole could you understand why some of these guys would do that per se if you know if, if a company's going to publishing company's going to take care of all the, the ins and outs for you and your family's not bothered to do so and see that again that comes with being an independent artist and i have to say this my radio station is independent everything about it comes from me you know so if, if some if some for some strange reason or the other you know uh it comes out to where i'm, I'm on you know comes back one day that somebody wants to do a history of classic on the jams radio mm-hmm. there's only one person that can talk to about it mm-hmm. me that's it so i don't, I don't right? What was the transition for you to say, you know what, independent or, or bust for me? What, what what was the moment for you that you said, you know what, yeah, I just need to do this independent thing. I don't know, I don't need to be dealing with with the, right, the running again, running into the different red tapes, you know, the different uh, uh, licensing fees, and people wanting to want you to pay for you for this and pay for that and pay for this, and you know, and, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute now. If you can do this, not to say I'm the smartest guy in the world, but if mm-hmm. you can do it. I got to figure, I, I think I can do it too. So it's just a matter of putting yourself in place. Like, you know, 
I mean, if, if you think that's too much work for you, understand that you're going to give up a certain percentage of your money that you shouldn't have to. You know, any money that comes into the station, you know, of course, it, it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere except for to the station. I don't have to worry about outside hands dipping into it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, with again, with the Internet, just like the way you can put your music out there, you know, you have all these different private entities, all these different places you can go on the Internet to, you know, to get your music mastered, uh, to do all these different things. You don't have to. You don't have to deal with anyone. It's just a matter of how much time you're willing to put into your own craft. Gotcha. How much opposition? you incur in the beginning stages of, of you of your independency a lot and I, 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 and I still and i still get opposition to this day i mean that's uh why why is that though i i would say with with anything it's there's always a level of professional uh jealousy or courtesy in anything that you do you know i'm sure with you you run into that you know you I, I, i've told you yeah. I, I think you have a pretty good stream and just because that people come to your stream there's always going to be some haters okay. and there's always going to be somebody that's going to come and say uh sly you don't know what you're talking about and the same thing with me uh and you don't know music like you do no i don't claim to know all music but i know enough about it to be confident that i could have a conversation or put on a concert three or four hour concert or show and make and know that everybody that walked away from there is gonna have had a good time so i don't worry i don't worry about what the naysayers say because you're gonna have them and if you let them control you, you know, where you're going and, and and dictate your path, you 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 won't get anywhere. So for you, um, is it more anecdotal, or you you can sit here and say, okay, on paper, independent is the best way. I, I don't care what anybody says. Well, looking at looking at both sides of it, I mean, independent. Uh, you're starting from scratch, so mm-hmm. it's as much money you put into it. But say if I wanted to create a, a terrestrial station, I know what I, I know automatically I would have to have 10 grand up front. That's right. just just for the license, just that's to right. say that I'm going to play music. That's yep. not the radio station. That's not the tower. That's not the licensing fees that you know that that's just ten thousand dollars off the rip. Whereas with this radio station, I started this, to be quite honest. 12 years ago from a smart TV. Wow. Okay. That's commendable. So what is there a is there a do you have a a limit or a um a ceiling that you won't go past to keep your independency? It works both ways. I mean, are you willing to sell your soul? This is, I, I, I guess, in a way, I'm a father, with, and this is my baby, so I'm going to do all I can to take care of it. Okay, so if Sirius XM says, hey, come on, listen, we like what you do. We don't want to tell you what to do. We just want to help, you know, expand your reach, get you a broader audience, do what you do, let us help you, propel you. And the numbers are looking good. Are you going to are you going to take the check? Well, I'm, I want it, it has to be some it has to be some definite stitch stipulations into whether because I well, OK, they, they come at me and say, OK, well, we got we can put these more numbers in, in. We can get these much more listeners to your station. We can put you out there a little farther. I'm already international. OK. Uh, people already listen to me in England. People already listen to me in uh, war-torn countries. I, I had some listeners listening from uh, where they fight that right now. 
Oh, in and Ukraine? over Ukraine? Right. <laughs> right. So they're listening to music over there in the midst okay. of fighting. So, you know, you have to come at me with me with more an incentive to give up my freedom. Okay. What would it take, per se? Mm, a lot more than money. Okay. Yeah, a lot more than money. Okay. Yeah, I would say that. I would say that because, I, I, I mean, to... I, to to get a uh, serious XM or, um, you know, I got to, I did get them to, uh, I wanted to join as a DJ. Mm -hmm. So I sent them the demo and I said everything and they, they came back and they told me what I was positive at and what I was negative at. Mm -hmm. So I could have taken that same thing later on, come back to a year and said that I do this, but I said, you know what, uh, you know what, now that I know where I'm, what I'm good at, according to the experts and what I'm lacking, according to the experts, let me, um, upgrade the good and let me fix the bad okay so okay and that's what's up all right um shit man <laughs> this was i like this i like yeah. this you, <laughs> uh, you know what um i i i like your historical aspects uh, of this conversation um tell us some things that we may not be privy to even me because you know um a, a, as far as Okay, do you get into the conversation of the creation of hip hop or, or no? Does that concern you at all? Yeah, yeah, I, I would say it does because a lot of people, you know, it, it, a lot of people have an idea where hip hop started. A lot of people think they know. And I think this is the reason why we, we're having this conversation now. I think some weeks ago I stepped down in your, in your, in your chat room and you said something about, uh, you know, the, whatever record label was it. And so I typed in, I guess we don't, no, I guess we won't give Sylvia any credit for, for you know, creating hip hop. Yeah. And my my pushback to everyone that says, you know, the greatest uh, record label of hip hop was this and that. And I would, my always thing is, yeah, they're great. But let me ask you, without Sylvia Robinson, would there be hip hop at all? Without her boots on the ground? without Sugar Hill Records. And when you say Sugar Hill Records, automatically people think the Sugar Hill Gang, but Sugar Hill Records was a label. Okay. Yes, let's let's have this discussion. I'm with you. I'm with you. She's the blueprint? Cool. She's the blueprint. Is she the foundation? Yes. Cool. But it's like Michael Jordan. Okay. Um, Michael Jordan took the NBA to heights unseen. You can mm -hmm. argue he's the best player. That's arguable. But what he mm -hmm. did for the NBA unmatched. That's why that's why I, I put Def Jam or, or, or what Russell did over Sylvia because what he did for hip hop, not just hip hop, but his 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 impact on just music, I think outweighs Sylvia's contribution, unfortunately. Well, I would say, I, 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 I won't say I completely agree with that. What I would say was, I think with the, the people that came after Sylvia, I think they took hip hop from one stratosphere to another. Okay. But in order to, in order to, and everything has a, a beginning and an ending. Correct. So, you know, you have to give credit where credit's due without, with, without the, 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 the due diligence of Sylvia Robinson and the folks around her, because you have to look at it like this. She went around the country with, with money. 
uh, going to radio stations, going to DJs, uh, you know, playing this, playing this different, uh, you know, getting all these different DJs, greasing all these palms to put this this hip hop music out there. So without her getting out there, you know, boots on the ground and going across the country from Chicago to Los Angeles, you know, worldwide going into England, uh, hip hop would have more than likely just stayed in the boroughs of New York. So I'm with you. But I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's my thing. Because when you think hip hop, nine times, eight times out of ten, you'll think Def Jam, Russell. You, until you mention Sylvia, I'm not thinking about Sylvia. Right. That for me is the, the distinction. That's for me is like, okay, until you say something, until you mention her, because the average person off the top, you think history of hip hop, you know, you think LL, Def Jam, Russell. Run DMC, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. all connected. And unfortunately, Sylvia doesn't get enough credit. She's it, she gets lost in the sauce. I don't think people really understand her overall contributions to hip hop. And I agree yeah. with you. Right. But when you think early hip hop, it's Def Jam Robust for the average person. I yeah. Mean, I early, right. Early. Right. You're absolutely right. And their early, early in the early '80s with the LL Cool J's and you know the, the different folks like that that came out. Um, you know, those guys, the Curtis Blows and all that, yeah, in the 80s, they were the, you know, that they were the backs that uh, hip hop got on. You know, some some people might say hip hop, some people might say rap, but it, it is what it is. You know, you know just one half a dozen in one hand, six in the other. What's the difference? Yeah. But, you know, but uh, again, you know, I think with which each which each ten years of hip hop as it evolved, it had to be taken over by someone someone newer in the game. Okay, Sylvia opened the door. Def Jam Def Jam put hip hop on in a different stratosphere and made it really worldwide. Okay, so the next group of uh, okay, say uh, what's uh, what was Puffy's what was Puffy's label? Uh, Bad Boy Records. Bad Boys, okay, Bad Boys and uh, Rough Riders. They took hip hop to another level. Uh, the in the in the West Coast sound, they took it to another level the snoop dogs and all those and then you got the houston they took it to another level with the with the uh, uh what's the group that's out of uh, uk ugk and all those guys uh, yeah. scarface out of, out of houston and all those guys so they took it to another level so each one of those guys had a contribution to something that was that was that the foundation was laid for so again you know how strong is a house if the foundation is no good i'm with you okay outside of sylvia who for you is the, the next greatest impact in hip hop for you? Cool Herc, because without his ingenuity, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't know what the, what the, what is, why the okay. I'm a, this is where my youth is showing. Why does everybody give this man so much praise and adoration when they clearly, I'm just going off what I've read and seen. It was already a sound all the movement was already catching. If but correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, well, the reason why I say Cool Herc is because he is like he's like the he's like the father of he's like the father of of hip hop, so to speak. You know, he he's the he's the guy that you know that says you know cross this with this, put this in this. It's like Thomas Edison with the light bulb. Okay, you know, we know folks made the light bulb better, you know, but. There's only one person that created this one originator. So if you're going to look at the history of hip hop and, and give it its truest 
It's true in its truest form. You have to go back to where it originally started. And that was with Cool Herc. Now, there's, are there people that's better than him? Of course, Grandmaster Flash. Um, there's so many different, so many people that that's on the one, two, ones and twos that came out of that same borough that he did that was better than him. But it always is a first. <sighs> I want to give you so much pushback on this because I just here's my thing. If if Cool Herc says, "Hey, I couldn't play my music. I couldn't even dress the way I dress because they made fun of how I dress." Because he's from Jamaica, I believe, right? He's from from the islands. Yes, yes. And he tried to bring yeah. his culture over, and New Yorkers are like, "Get that shit out of here! What are you wearing? What are you doing?" So, him even by him saying that, he had to acclimate to the current climate. Um, I, I okay. I'll, I'll I'll do this. I'll concede that it was a perfect storm, and he just happened to be the perfect face for that storm. Is that fair enough to say? Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 I, I, that that's 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 a good way to describe it. The perfect storm. Sure was. Yes. Uh, you know, as they say, um, uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Indeed. Indeed. So I think that's what there's something needed to be invented to get get our word out there, get, you know, get the plight of black inner city use out there. And fortunately, it stretched, you know, to the world because uh, uh, and again, not to take anything away from the New York brothers and sisters, but y'all know where the true sound of hip hop came from, came from down south because all y'all went up north. How many of y'all can remember your folks coming back down south? To visit relatives. Now you didn't open a can of worms, but I'm listening. I know, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, but that, but you know, it, that this, this, this is the truth, and that's one of the things. So it's one of the quotes that, uh, you know, that uh, I hate to use Cool Herc again, but that's what he said. You know, you know, our, our folks came from all different places, but we all met up in New York, and that that coming from different avenues and different parts of the world that's what that's the essence of hip-hop it's not just it's not one sound it's a united sound from all all over the globe of black people and it just happened to originate it just happened to as you use the word perfect storm in that in the Bronx um I, I guess what what would be your takeaway um from the 50 years of hip-hop th thus far takeaway from 50 years of football i would say this it's a miracle that it's lasted this long i agree i would say that the amount of money that could be made if you are an artist with talent is astronomical okay I would say that his, the, the future of hip hop depends on the folks that's listening to it right now understand that the music that you're creating now is going to affect the generations two or three generations down the road okay because the list the music that i listen to in the back seat of my mama's car is the music that your your kids are listening to in the back seat of your car okay i like that final two questions sure. um is it too late for us to reinsert ourselves in the, the driver's seat of hip-hop i mean just on the business aspect of it controlling where and how the industry is pushed and marketed and the narratives of it. Is it too late for us to be like, we want, we want stake in this now? No, no, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it's ever too late to, to, to write the ship. 
I don't think it's ever too late for that because you know the these kids out here that's creating this music, they're brilliant and they, they just need to they just need to curtail some of the extracurricular activity that comes along with uh you know being a star. You know, okay. because you, as you see, most of these most of these guys, once they get that money in their hand, they think they're untouchable. They think that the rules of the road don't apply to them anymore. Final question of the night. Sure. Michael Jackson versus James Brown. I can almost guarantee what answer you're going to give, but humor me. Uh, I got to go with the Godfather. That's I love right. Michael. I got. I love Michael Jackson, but I got to go with the Godfather because Michael Jackson emulated him. Yeah. So I got to go with the original, not yeah. the digital. And you know, it's funny. I don't think people really, really understand the brilliant, the overall brilliance of James yes. Brown. Yes. I absolutely. think that gets lost. I, I yes. think. Yeah. If it, if it not been, you know, James Brown, a uh, little quick historical facts before I go out of here. Yeah, get, yeah, it. yeah. James Brown was so instrumental in the civil rights movement. The, the night that Martin Luther got uh, Martin Luther King was assassinated, black folks wanted to go and tear this country apart. That's right. James Brown was holding a concert somewhere. And it's the words of James Brown and P.D. Green, if it not been for that DJ and that particular artist. God knows what would happen to this country. Okay. Was that a mistake? Was that a tactical error on black on black folks' part? And are you asking me, should, it just, should we have burned this mother down? Yeah. I'm asking, was it, if we, it's easy for us to money back quarterback, but given the current climate and the plight of black Americans in that time and, and what, they were trying, what they were fighting for, was it a tactical error for James Brown and 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 PD um, to come out and, and calm, you know. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that. I, I think it was a mistake. I think they should have let let everything burn, and we wouldn't be in the situation that we're at now. I agree. I agree. My man, DJ Music. Please, sir, shout yourself out. Where can the people find you? Uh, you folks can find me actually if you're interested. I'm on air tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I normally play a little variety of music, mostly old school. Of course, I take requests. Um, you can catch me, of course, at Mr. DJ on uh, YouTube or over at uh, Twitter, all the different places, Facebook and all those, uh, Stevie Music over at Facebook. So, and if you're in my city of Charleston, South Carolina, we do weddings, bar mitzvahs, backyard barbecues. We do it all. Wait. How, how how are the bar mitzvahs? I, is it hip hop music at bar mitzvahs? It's, yeah, it is. And <laughs> believe it or not, <laughs> funny story. <laughs> I just <laughs> that's such this a stereotype. About, <laughs> about a month ago, <laughs> I did a wedding. Uh, a Jewish couple, and uh, they can't set me a playlist. Of course, of course, as a DJ, you want to follow that playlist. About halfway through the playlist, one of the patrons, one of the, the guests, that the, I guess one of the maids of honor came over to whisper to me, hey, hey, DJ, <laughs> enough of that white girl music. <laughs> Put on something. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it is. But again, hip-hop music is, you know, it's 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 the sound of, it's, it really is the sound of America. Like the Philadelphia sound was the sound of America back in the, in the 70s and, you know, late 70s, early 80s. It's hip hop is now the sound now. So you as young people, if you want your voice to be heard as a DJ, as somebody that you folks send your music to, I can tell you, you have to learn to take the superlatives out of your music. 
Okay. You have to. Okay. If you want, if you want airplay, because most people listen to radio now, they listen it through us through a streaming service. Sixty-seven percent of people that listen to music listen to some type of type of streaming service. It's not car radios anymore. Is that the the, the permanent future, or do you see something even uh, un, uh, uptaking um, streaming at, at at this point? Or is it too well, early I, to tell? Well, I'll ask you. What happened to Blockbuster Radio? What Man. happened to Blockbuster Video? I remember. Right. I can still drive by and show you where the buildings where they used to that's rent it. out. That's, yeah, that's it. That's it. If it's not a grocery store or a novelty store, it's empty. <laughs> that's crazy. Okay, my man, I, I do humbly thank you for your time. And Sly, it's been a pleasure, my man. Thank you I, so very much for having me. It's been yeah, great. I got to bring you back. I got to bring you sure. back definitely. So, sure, um, definitely anytime. You got you got all my in- info, man. Just just hit me up anytime. Appreciate yeah, any folks that's been in uh, let, let me come through and, and, and chopping it up with you. Any last words for the people? Um, no, just hey, folks. Just by always saying, you know, say hello to someone. Might change the way they're thinking. Might change the way they're living. You never know if you walk past them and don't say hello. Wise words, my man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right. Enjoy Thank the rest you so of the evening. Much. You yes, too, brother. Ready. All right. I hope everybody enjoyed that. I I had a good a grandiose time with that. Um, I definitely want to bring him back and talk some more hip-hop and music and stuff like that so um oh i'm, I'm sorry renzo thank you for the five on the cash app brethren oh shit wrong man my bad wait 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 nope 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 wrong side. there we go all right so give me another couple of hours and i'll be back uh with show number two so hopefully everybody got some out of this this uh interview today and shout out to my man dj music i definitely will be bringing them back and um yeah I, I like this conversation so um whether you're for or against hip-hop 50 years he's right by miracle this thing is still a, a alive and, and breathing and kicking so with that being said i'll be back in a couple hours uh, his youtube channel is i think carrie posted the link carrie be on it so i don't carrie if you be so kind madame if you if you have his link to his youtube channel to post it please because I just have his, uh, okay, my man RC did it. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. All right, so with that being said, give me a couple hours. I'll be back. Peace.